Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Oh, hello there. And Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, hello. As you can see, I'm uh, I'm taking it a little casual today because I wanted my man Adam Camilleri's collar to stand out. <laughs> and the stash, that epic, epic stash. That was that picture. My brother. Uh, that's I just thought I wore to his wedding. It was a '70s theme wedding. That's so what I, you just, was... I just I I porn stashed up. I mean, all my brothers did. It was fantastic. I'll show I'll show a picture with you boys privately, but it was fantastic. <laughs> this is your weekly tournament rundown show. Where we talk about the biggest tournaments coming up over the weekend, and this is part two of our WDC coverage. I'm sorry that I missed last week. I was at Gen Con. Thanks a lot. Hopefully, y'all came by and said what's up if you were near the booth, and uh, you know. I'm happy to be back. I hope y'all miss me. Oh, we always miss you, Paul. We, whenever, whenever one of you guys is not here, it's always a little bit harder on the two that are remaining because you both bring something very unique to this this podcast. It's uh, it's 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 obviously missed when you're not here. So welcome back. Thank you very much. Look, if you're just joining us here on the Frontline Gaming Network, they got a bunch of stuff to offer. Go ahead and check out their website. Got the Summer Sweepstake Contest. I uh, got the SoCal Open for 2022. There's all kind of stuff uh, that is on the network you don't want to miss, including some other shows, some other amazing shows from other content creators. If you have not done so already, please check out the website and the content and the feeds. Welcome to the show. I think we just get right into it. I know we're starting a little bit late now. I apologize. We do this live. If you're just joining us, uh, or if you're listening to us after the fact on the podcast aggregators, want to appreciate that as well. Don't forget to leave us like you know a five star review, maybe a like, share, subscribe, leave some comments. But remind you, we have a pretty active chat community happening each and every week. Uh, you know, supporting each other, leaving comments, saying what's up. We really appreciate it. Let's do this. Get right into it then. In a team event. Team <laughs> coverage, team events. We know Team Warhammer 40,000 is some of the highest level of Warhammer 40,000. And this is the tippy top of that. With people coming in from all over the world representing not only themselves, not only their, their personal hobby, but also their countries. Uh, and It is a, an awesome event. The people, and you could tell it brings the enthusiasm along with it. So this this year's WTC is, is the first one. They tried they tried to put it on for the last two years, but naturally uh, the state of the world, COVID being what it was, didn't allow them to. So everyone knows the ETC was the European Team Championship. There was a huge like kind of what this event was is was held inside that larger convention. They split it out. They put it in there so it can be something unique and special, specifically to 40k. This is the mm-hmm. first one ever. Whoever takes this one down is going to be immortalized as the first ever world. World team championship nation it is eight player teams from all across the world so you get you go and you get your eight best players the guys you can go the guys who are primed the guys who are ready to rock and roll and you send them to wherever it is in the world right now it's in mechelen belgium in the the beautiful i think it's neko hall um i've been hanging out there it's just like a massive hangar and we're, we're filling about a third of it because of how big it is so there's a lot of room to grow but um quick and dirty what are we saying well, before we do that, I want to say what's up to Ewok Bubble, uh, buddy, who's first timer in the chat. If anybody else has just joined us for the first time, uh, please sound off. Let us know that you're there because we appreciate that. I said this is one of those things to where we we do this live, and yeah, we try to start around nine Eastern every week. This time we're a little off, but we're still going to bring the heat. I, I would like to apologize. I was I was a little I was a little uh, uh, not not a. It's three o'clock in the morning. I hey, wasn't great. We're in this together. It's a team. <laughs> He's still here. <laughs> we did start on time. It's our fault. We apologize. But let's uh, let's talk about the stats. What are we going to see there? 
Let's see. So again, because this is a team event and with 28 teams, you will not see any more than 28 of any single faction. So if you do see 28 of a single faction, that means every single team has taken that faction because they are limited to one codex per team. So the Imperial Super Faction, there's one Imperium, and this is why I brought up that current fact. There are 28 Sisters of Battle. Every single team has taken Sisters of Battle. Hard not to. Just such Hard a Swiss to. Army knife can just blank so many forces out there that mm -hmm. you're going to encounter. Smart move by each team bringing them. Absolutely. So uh, six Custodes, six Admech. I'm saying it, Admech. <laughs> two Astro Militarum, five Grey Knights, 11 Imperial Knights. In the Space Marines, there are two Dark Angels, 15 Blood Angels, one Salamander, one Iron Hand, and one Death Watch. So that's a total of 20 teams that took a Space Marine faction with them. The Chaos Perfection, there are 14,000 Suns. There's nine Death Guard and 15 Renegade Knights. We talked about it before. We do find that Renegade Knights are just a little bit better in terms of uh, differential for team events. And that's on trend, especially what we've been seeing you mm -hmm. know, with European events with the Death Guard and then the popularity of the Renegade Knights that we've seen uh, throughout the world, the whole world. Yeah. Exactly. And the Xenos, there's 24 Necrons, so another really popular choice right now. Necrons, especially in the, the European meta, they're huge, so it's not too surprising to see that number half. There are only four teams did not take them. Uh, two orcs. And, and yes, that probably is 24 Silent Kings. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 28 uh, Bloody Roses on, this, on the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you right now, boys, it is 28 out of 28 Bloody Roses, and I believe it's, I think it might be 22 or 23 out of 24 Silent Kings. Ooh, it's close. Oh, wow, okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. Two, two people trying to change the meta there. Uh, there's also two orcs and 16 Tau. The Hive Mind Super Factions, there's 24 Tyranids. Again, not surprising to see the you know, Tyranids number up that high. They're just a solid faction overall. And when you have to pick eight to eight codexes, Tyranids is pretty easy to make the cut. There's still three Gs to the cult, too. Only three, but still three. So they're, they're we really can talk about that. Like, what do you think they're bringing to the party after we get done with the factions? Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that when we get to the end of this. Let me finish up here. We got the Eldari Superfaction here. One Eldari, 11 Drukari, 13 Harlequins, and 11 Asurion, and one Yanari, which means that is 25. 25 took the... No, 26, sorry. Took the Eldari Codex. There's only two teams that don't have one form of the Eldari Codex with them. Well, that means I, love, I love I love that you just you did that math better in that one moment than I did in the entire time prepping this, because I had it as 25. I forgot that. It's all right. It's all right. I got this. <laughs> that means the faction podium is Sisters of Battle, topping it up. 28. Every single team took them. Then the Eldari is second with 26. And then Necrons and Tyranids tied in third with 24. And then Space Marines at 20. Tau at 16. The rest of them, there's a couple more higher up there, like, uh, where was it? Nice and T-Suns. Nice and Suns, Renegade Knights, Blood Angels. I mean, specifically, mm -hmm. if we're going into more specifics there. But yeah, no, that's... Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's there is a hell of a lot to unpack in this. Um, first and foremost, when you see so when is when it is one codex per naturally all the space marines operating under the single core you know kind of mother codex and then mm -hmm. having their their sibling supplements so to speak, you do find it becomes quite uh, homogenous about which upon which one will people rest their hopes and dreams and usually all the teams kind of get into single file and line up behind the codex the supplement that they think will give them the result that they need or that the style of play that they think they will reward them with the greatest differential and the greatest ability in pairings there's no doubt anymore paul's been right all along it's blood angels <laughs> <laughs> so well, there's a comment in the chat is that there are more gene sealer cults than orcs so That's right. I mean, with a resident expert here on the panel 
why would that what are they bringing to the table here to the party to the to the team element that may have caused that decision well it's only a difference of one let's be real let's let's be honest so I mean, as much as i want to completely more. that's true that's true 30 percent more is a pretty big pretty big difference so mm-hmm. but gsc is actually really good uh teamless because of the differential that they bring they're really good at denying points and they're really good at scoring their points right now orcs are not as good at the differential anymore. Orcs can still win games, but I feel like they're a little bit more uh, unorthodox and a little more... Uh, it's, it's not as guaranteed with them. Orcs are not as reliable. That's the word I'm looking for. Reliable so, so to get the differential. It's, 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 actually, it's actually pretty interesting to see the comparison between the two because they operate on a kind of similar mechanics. There's yeah. a lot of rock grinders with um, merely bombs in them a la pretty similar to what you get from Orcs. They are they can play a pressure role. They can play a bit of a cagey role. And it's in the cagey role where they differentiate themselves from the Orc play pattern. The Orc play pattern is to apply pressure, project mm-hmm. threat, whereas there are armies that Orcs can't actually do that against. There is right. a, a case in point is, is, I think, the Blood Angels we were just talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Armor Contempt has... Has, been, has put a bit of a cap and a bit of a ceiling on some of the results Orc players can achieve, or that was the perception at least. I know I've talked to, I think, three of the, the big team captains, teams that are expected to do very, very well. I can tell you right now, the Australian team and the British team have both mentioned to me, uh, that being Team England, that if they could have gone back and now they've seen the terrain and they've seen the meta, they would have taken Orcs. Because uh, there's not quite as much um, armor of contempt being taken by, by teams. Like, people were expecting in your eight pack of lists to have seen half the lists be armor of contempt a la 50 50 coin flip that your orc yeah, is just going like to run death into Guard, a thousand suns chaos space Marines, blood angels yeah, yeah I mean, sisters like there, there was the possibility that every half of a team was going to be a bad matchup for the orcs whereas the gsc differentiate themselves that they can play into those matchups a little bit better and even the ones where they have a a negative matchup, they've got a better play pattern to fall back on of disengaging, existing where they're not, and still racking up a bunch of points. And that, to me, was the key indicator. But it was very telling that um, after people, after the big team, some of the big keynote teams saw the layout of the land, saw the table, saw everything, they were like, wow, we, we could have taken Orcs and it would have produced for us, they think. Mm-hmm. That, that's impressive. And I actually am more curious about the some of these factions that have they've taken a risk, they've taken a gamble, they've tried to play outside of the meta like i'm going to mm. try to engineer matchups for myself that will be favorable by taking something that people might not expect yanari being one of those types of things <clears> that we've seen kind of creep its way up into this and you can see there's one yanari team represented here in the, in the stack yeah it was actually it's actually really interesting the um I suppose the Eldari uh, breakdown. So for those of you who don't know, because Harlequins and Asur- um, Asuriani, Yanari all exist in the same codex, you can only take one of them to this event. Um, I guarantee people would be taking a Craftworlds and a Harlequins in the same eight, eight pack if they could. Oh, yeah. um, I, I know that for a fact uh, but because they don't there was a there was a lot of consternation about which which one was the correct pick for this event surprisingly it was i was surprised to see more harlequins than asuriani um i thought i would see i was thought i'd see a little bit less harlequins than asuriani but i thought they'd still be quite high but the fact that there is more i thought was quite telling um there's also the eldari list that uh, is noted there is actually 50 50 harlequins and and asuriani we're going to run down that list a little bit later um 
And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a super interesting event, event, boys. Tyrannies and Necrons, both sitting at 24, as in, like, only four teams did not take them, um, is really telling as well for people thinking about how good a role they can play for you um, for different things. I think um, I've said in the past that it, lo- it was looking like T-Suns was becoming the best, you know, air quotes, defender list, as in the list that's least likely to get blown out by their opponent. But I, was, I think I was incorrect, because I think Tyranids, from what people have been saying, the builds that they have and the ways that people have been telling me they plan to use their tyrannies list they seem like the possibly the best defender in the game as in the list that they're going to put up to deny people getting big scores or oppressively like, well, throw and i'm yeah. just going to be tough and i'm going to exactly look at i'm going to play the scoreboard each and every turn and there's very little you can do about it without overextending the, the primary saturation the t-suns have the better secondary game but the fact is the they are not fast um, despite what duplicity brings to the table, in c- compared to the necro to, to the to the tyrannies, the tyrannies can go first and oppressively saturate your ability to score primary, um, rather than which which will m- more negatively impact the, the final score for people than the the T suns going tit for tat secondaries and primary against you. See, that's actually interesting to me that you're saying that Tyranids are more of a defender list of most of these teams, too, because to me, Tyranids are uh, an army that I think every single team will go in there like. Every opponent's going to have Tyranids. We are going to have two lists ready to fight Tyranids. And I feel like having the Tyranids as a defender that way, they were going to put it out to deny those points. Most teams are going to have two ready to fight the Tyranids. Like they're going to have less design yeah, to fight yep. that. Like that's interesting. Well, mate, point, we're going to break down a couple of the keynote teams in a moment. Please point out where you think that Tyranid pin exists or what list they think you think that they've Bam. optically got lined got up you. for it. So perfect, let's jump yeah, into that. Let's let's start off with England here with a uh, 2019 uh, champions did take home the event. <clears throat> well, so uh, let's talk about uh, what factions they have. Yeah, so the most recent, uh, <clears throat> I guess, equivalent to the the WTC was the most was the 2019 ETC that was held in, in Novosad, Serbia. England did take that home. Myself and my boys team Australia played off against them for the win. Ended up coming fourth. To our great chagrin, but the reigning champions are in attendance, and we're going to tell you what they're bringing. So their eight lists comprise of, and I've just done synopsis of guys for the list. We were not going, we're not deep diving each eight of each team list. This is not a thing we'd have time to do. Um, uh, but the first up is Tau. We've got a Tau Sept Supreme Command Double Patrol. It's essentially broken down to two commanders plus Shadow Sun, two Crisis Bombs, two Sun Strikes. Uh, that's the two Sun Strike Bombers, uh, which have sun been taken. Sharks. Those are the planes, you know that. We don't see all yes. the time. Yes, we are starting to see a bit more, especially in this event. They seem to have become one of the um, units of choice, like taking the most in the tower list. Then you've got Long Strike and a single Hammerhead bringing that together. Next up, we have the Eldari list. This is this is the one I talked about, the 50-50 um, Light, Harlequins, uh, Light Harlequins Battalion, Hail of Doom, Asturiani <laughs> Vanguard. So this is, what's, what's weird about this is, is that they lose traveling players. This list gives up its secondaries, as in, they can't take either the Harlequins or the Asturiani secondaries because it's it's a, it's, it's not a traveling players list. It's a soup list, um, like true soup. And it also gives up its freaking fate dice. Um, but in exchange, oh, wow. they, they're saying it brings uh, Hail of Doom shooting with the reliable scoring from Harlequins. And we all think they're lying and that they messed up their list. Um, 
um, but they they're holding the party line, so we'll see if they if, if they get like you know five or six wins out of it, we'll all shut up and they've they've cracked the code and they're geniuses. If not, we'll be ha 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 fools. We'll see what happens. Um, he's got four units of five troop in four boats. He's got two shadow weavers with um of course a spam of dire avengers and two wave serpents, a bunch of vipers. So it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's built it's built to score while having that like I said that reliable punch in the face core of dire avengers. Um, the Necron list is expansionist and conquerors, of course. It's a auxiliary uh, spearhead of command. The auxiliary is there to make sure they can take double ten. But they've also got the silent of course, three annihilation barges um, with MSU Tomb Blades and six Scorpex. This list exists to hunt elves. The annihilation barges are extremely good against them at, pop, at, at, at killing any unit that elves bring to so the table. That basically bit. volume of shots. Just exactly volume of strength it. seven. So any transport or any any troop is just getting doubled out or wounded on threes. Um, the Imperial Knights list is a free blade lance, which would take me... A, I actually tried to write down and explain what all the bits are, and I realized I was writing more for the free blade lance of this one list than the rest of the team, so I deleted all of it. Um, he's got a paladin, um, seven warglaves in a 3-3-1 configuration, and then uh, three halorins in a, two, in a, in a double and a single. What do you mean by that? Like all this, the the various like honors and, and relics and things like that that stacking um, up here yeah because because they're a free blade lance every unit in this like every three warglaves takes its own unique trait um and because of that it becomes extremely hard to quantify what it's going to do to you turn by turn and also becomes extremely hard to explain so um like you know three of the two of the two of the helverins i believe are the, are the slayers of, of beasts so they're they're good at, at wounding vehicles and monsters um whereas the the single helverin i can't remember what that one was because i, I didn't look and i would have to look at the book and then come back to it and type it down. look we have a lot of content to go through and honestly, if you're if this is the first time you're joining us, we normally do a bit of a deeper dive into the list, and we talk about how the how the choices may have matched up, or maybe what they were planning. But we have we're dealing more of the team capacity here, and some list choices were made specifically for the team environment. So we're going to try to run through you know some of the the, the top level stuff, and then talk mm-hmm. about the teams' interactions, about maybe how they play into each other instead of the maybe the individual unit choices. Yeah, exactly right. It's just too hard to go into that level of nuance. We we ain't got time. Um, there we have Tyrannids. They've taken Kraken uh, for their Tyrannids list, which I'm here for. Double Patrol. He's got Flyrant plus Swarmlord, which I think is an extremely good choice uh, for Kraken when you can just turn on Obsec or double Obsec. Makes a big choice. Uh, he's got mini units of Warriors, three Biovores, three Pyrovores, with a Tyrannosite, which usually totes around the Pyrovores, but does have some um, options. And then three fatty units of Ravenous. That makes up that list. Um, it's got some other bits and pieces, but th- that's where the core is. Uh, I've seen, seen a few players with those Raveners. And yeah, they great effect. They, they shoot, they charge. You know, they. they yeah, got. this is this is the the more aggressive. I suppose if you if you wanted to make the comparison, the Leviathan list would be more akin to Dark Angels, where the Kraken's more akin to Blood Angels in the way it plays the game. Um, it has more explosive. Uh, you know, I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one we have uh, uh, Chaos Knights House Herpetrax Super Heavy Detachment Desecrator Two Brigands Two Executioners Six Stalkers so once, a- once again um, one big um, and that's that's ten small so pretty much exactly the same as the uh, like the dark reflection of the Imperial list um, Bloody Rose Sisters Battalion couldn't be more cookie cutter Violent Celestine Three Inter Pencher Three Inter Zephyrim Two Inter Five Retributors it's, it's all the Sisters lists are extremely similar at this event and you'll find me taking the piss out of them consistently throughout this review. Um, Blood Angels is up last. He's got a patrol and a vanguard. He's got Dante. He's got freaking Lamartis. Lamartis is, is the is the secret sauce here. And, mm-hmm. and then you have to, as soon as you see Lamartis, you know that what's coming. 
after that. Absolutely right. Three into Death Company, three assaults, uh, assault squads, and three into Sangard. So he's gone the three by three by three of all the speedy, aggressive units. What's the deal with the Death Company units, mate? I know what's up, but you know what they're there for? Uh, well, Forlorn Fury, really, is, is kind of one of the reasons you take them, but also all yep. the secondaries. Like, That's you, can, it. you can actually mm-hmm. score a bunch of points just off whether you're killing or where they're dying. Uh, yes. you, you, get, you get points. It's that death that death company secondary has been valued so highly in uh, many of the the dark the blood angels builds. Just putting another unit or two in there, and then Lamartis act as a like essentially the fourth death company unit because he, he is a de- yeah he is a death company. Mm. Astarath, I believe, is a death company unit. Also, there yep. there's a lot of choices that one could make to feed into that secondary choice. So when you are playing for differentials, it's something to consider. I don't know that I don't know that I would take it re- consistently in a singles list, but this is something, something to think about. That's exactly right, brother. That's the consideration you make for teams. You want to have the, the, the most consistent and flexible ability to score a, a large minimum amount of points, be it a good matchup, bad matchup, or, or great matchup. And so people will go out of their way to take units like Death Company to give them a better average score across um, a multitude of different games. And so I'm here for it. But yeah, that's, that's, the team, that's the Team England list, boys. What do you make of them? Anything in, in particular jumping out to you, Dustin? In particular? No, it's it's a solid team. Like they they brought everything that's good. There's not a single list in here that doesn't scare me. So I mean, they they brought they know what they're doing. And there's a lot of good dichotomies in here. Again, we don't have time to really go into every single thing. I see a lot of things they're doing in here that's actually really good in the meta, especially in a team event. And this is why they're one of the top teams. <laughs> it, it's just yeah. they they know what they're doing here. So there's a couple of choices in here that you wouldn't see in singles, like it's not to again a huge investment in a death company that you might not see in singles. Um, the annihilation barges in the in the mm-hmm. in the Necrons list, where you could go into an event and just play into armor contempt in, you know, for five out of five games of a GT where they, they do next to nothing for you. But here when you can, you know, ensure that out of the seven games you may play, maybe two of them end up being against armor contempt. That's five games where those things are gonna pop off and do amazing amounts of work for you. If you talk about a list that actually all of a sudden is way better against things like Tyranids and GSC than it was before, those Annihilation Barges really do make yep. an impact. Um, yeah. Chat's keeping me honest so that Astarath is not Death Company, so I really appreciate that. That is, uh, I, I do appreciate coming in on the, and that's why I said active community. Yeah, and, but all these buffs, all these buffs are like for Death Company. Yeah, he buffs Death Company units. Yeah. Make, makes them more angsty and angry. <laughs> he does, he does buff them. Uh, the other thing to point out here is they took double knights. Now, there's been a lot of discussion because uh, for those of you who don't know, you can go over to the WTC40k.com and um, you'll be able to look at the, the preset maps of terrain that you'll be playing on um, in whatever you know matchup you end up being upon. And it's, they're pretty dense tables. They're, they're, they're quite mm-hmm. dense for the number of terrain pieces and the distribution. None of the, none of the pieces are especially huge, uh, but the pieces of terrain in your deployment zone are tall enough to entirely obscure a knight. Um, oh, so you can you can hide knights in your deployment zone for some safety, but you are as it's somewhat impeded when you try and you know gain ingress up the board because you have to duck and wave through all these terrain pieces. So it's a bit of give and take. Um, and so a lot of people have been fearing that you know one of their knight lists ends up on a good table, one of them ends up on a bad table. Um, how do you boys feel about taking two of them in a, a unit of eight? So in a, in a pack of eight, I do think it forces to when you deploy them I, and i don't mean deploy them on the tables like when you send them out or or, or offer them up as a choice 
in the pairings process yeah you, yeah. you have to use them with with some more consideration to, to that table pick um because you know one of them could you know get a good matchup on a bad table the other one could get a bad matchup on a good table and all of a sudden you've screwed them both essentially um at the ATC, so, yeah, we that was a big consideration of of mm-hmm. when do we when do we put out the ninth because mm. of the way the tables were aligned, and that was just in a in a a five person tournament, you know. So you mm. you probably have a little bit more flexibility, but it has to be on your mind. If it's not on your mind, you will make a misplay. Yeah, I think exactly. the flexibility that you're talking about here is in an eight eight man team. I think if you're going to take one, you have to take two because one isn't enough. There's gonna it's too hard to pair one night list well in an eight-man team you need at least two yeah. to be able to do it properly in my opinion yeah because if you if you got two it, it, it's it's possible one of them gets a bad matchup but then have they got two lists again to, they can they can use to pin and you know heart yeah. impede your ability to get a good matchup for the other one let's say one of them ends up on struggle street but the other one ends up just clowning on somebody a lot of the time well that's and the so, thing when, when the night yeah. lists are actually one of the things that are well known for getting those 20 o's so if you can get mm-hmm. one of them in a good matchup a bad matchup a, a bad matchup for a night list is still not that bad with the way they are right now which is because of all the obstacles yeah. the armatures have correct i'm calling correct. them all armatures as a General term, sorry guys, I'm not going. We got it. Smaller smaller nights, so now that you can get one of them into like a 20 o matchup, the other one getting like an eight, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's exactly what you want. But but once again, so the the reason I pulled out the nights is as analysts, guys, and and we talk about this all the time. When I see uh, when I see things like this, where you've taken like double or triple skewed lists, I'm using air quotes again. It means that if th- this team feels like they can, they they are confident in their pairings process, and they'll be able to use these tools well. Um, I, I I know in the team I'm playing for, I'm playing for the mercenary team. We didn't take any knights, which shows kind of the fact that we're mercenaries and we don't hugely You're confident. Not confident in, in your pairing process. process and yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> fine. <laughs> We'll be, be fine. we'll be fine. Well, let's ju- let's see what USA is bringing. Team USA is next one. Uh, we have well, boys. Like this is this is yeah. These are some um, hometown hopefuls. Uh, there's a lot of people from you know that shit. I'm on podcasts with. I'm on teams with in representation here. They did yeah, win the year before England won. They did win. They're the 2018 champions. They're the 2018 for, uh, the champions. DTC. Beating Australia. I was there. They beat they beat us quite bloody in our matchup against them <laughs> on their way to the victory, on the way to the, the first place podium. So I'm happy to have given them the little shove along. Um, but they're starting off with Custodes. These are Emperor's Chosen Patrol and a Vanguard. It's literally three Caladius and six Dreadnoughts. Three of them are, kill- are Achilles Dreadnoughts. Three of them are Venerable Contemptors. Um, this is what they took instead of taking a Knight list. So they're like, well, what, what, what kind of Knight-esque list can we take? That's actually strong into the things that beats knights like sisters this actually is, is strong into sisters because it's all minus one damage they'll still get an armor save or an invuln against things like repentia and they'll be winded on five so it brings all the same issues that it does but it brings a little bit more ability to hide and play possibly a cagey game it's a really clever list and um, i watched it play a couple of games yesterday and, and the, the gentleman on it is john lennon he's going to be uh, a bit of a savage uh, they got blood angels as well a patrol and a vanguard now this is a little bit juicier paul i think you'll like this list he's not taking the units of death company i mean i think you'll like it anyway but i should not take any units of death company so, he's actually gone for five blade guard with a six inch um intervention judicia in a freaking impulsor uh but in addition to that he's got his three inch of sangard 10 vanguard veterans um and, and of course dante to go along with the package and so he's just like well what's the one tool blood angels don't have yeah, that's it's the fight, fight last. It, it's fights last. So yeah. he's got he's gone out of his way to make sure he's just put that in his list with a good unit uh, to support it. See, I, I think that's a little bit of insurance, and in mm. which I'd be curious to see how this plays out. Because look, this is this is like living the dream. If you can line it up to where the impulsor gets up, you're able to you know you know uh, get out after it moves. Uh, you get everything right in position, and then you just 
take it, collapse a flank with maybe just mm. one unit. You know, that that's a well, real possibility. So that, that's currently that's that's the kind of um, a bit of the issues, or we call about the ceiling on on Blood Angels, is because you know you'll 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 stick together, you'll Voltron up in the middle, move up into the into the into the middle of the table, project all your threat. But then when it comes when it comes time to split up and commit to the fight, you get really you get exposed by your opponent's fights last, and interrupts can all hurt your plans quite horribly but in this package when one of the the voltron adding portions has a fights last that it's supporting um you can really act with a lot more security at least i, I think believe that's their thinking um but mind you not taking enough death company to go for the secondary might come back to bite them and i know i i've heard the americans talking about how that was a concerted choice and i'm not sure if it was the right one so we'll have to wait and see on Th that this is definitely a thought out plan mm. this is one of those lists is like well, granted it is a you know a stellar action in a, in a stat list with great players uh we'll see how it how it actually plays into the list because this is this is a choice this is a bit of a gamble uh with adding the blade guard and yeah uh, the, the impulsor in there um next up we have a mechanicus build cop mechanicus uh this is a grippina this is a Skatari veteran cohort a single battalion um you can just guess which hqs it's the same as always martial dominus manipulus um two Best blocks of ranges that's right. Uh, two blocks of rangers, three into Rust Orcas, a big unit of nine, two units of six, and two units of five Bellastari. That's pretty much the whole list. It's got a little couple pieces of MSU around that. It's absolutely savage, uh, this list. I is. like the firepower um, of this. It hasn't mm -hmm. hasn't gone anywhere, and especially when you get some influence over your matchups, this could absolutely dominate. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we've got a Hail of Doom Aldari list up next, a patrol and a Vanguard. Krandros and Baharoth, um, two Farseers, three units of five Windrise, three units of ten of Dire Avengers as at, at Nauseam, uh, which you should be taking now. There's some conglomeration of that. You know, pick the sliding scale that suits you. Uh, Stuart, two to five Bench. Love it. You've been swaps. absolutely impressed with Dire Avengers. Uh, it is. It's nuts. Um, and then it's got three single War Walkers, which I quite like. Um, but yeah, this is just a, it's just a great uh, all-rounder MSU um Eldari build um next up they've got a tyranids a leviathan a battalion and patrol flyerant and a walkerant um three by six warriors and a unit of nine and the two units of zoanthropes it's just it's just oops all warriors i should have just written that right. <laughs> because At number one is... oh sorry no go ahead go ahead this is what i meant about um that defender it's def it's a defender by dint of chonk of the amount of wounds, toughness, and like durability that you can just spam out. Th three into like what? What is that? Three into six warriors is eighteen plus nine. So twenty-seven warriors. That's just it's that's a lot of work. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I was gonna say yeah. that no one calls it a walker. That's true. No, I think people. I've heard it called a couple times. I hate that though. I think it's a silly way to call it. Well, 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 chat, does call anyone it. out there call it a walker? Or just Who call it a. If yeah, I'm who write, was it a walker? Come on. If I called it flyrant and hive tyrant, how are people going to know that there's not a flyrant? Just say a tyrant. Say a tyrant. A flyrant and a tyrant. A flyrant and a tyrant walk into a bar, and the guy's like, "Where's your wings?" And he's like, "I don't have you're, any." You are exactly <laughs> right. You painted a picture. A we all knew exactly what you were, what you were talking about. <laughs> Uh, thank you for all the Aussie support in the chat. We are <laughs> win. Um, Necrons, he's got a naturally it's Conqueror as an expansionist. This is this is a double Catan build. This is a double Catan build. A uh, bunch of Scorpex and Race. This is a far more melee build than we're used to. Um, he's got three minions, scabs, and three Tomb Blades with the Silent King. Three into Race, two into Scorpex. So five melee bombs in addition to the Silent King and Transcendent, two Transcendent Catan. I like this build quite a lot. Um, then we've got a Tower Set Patrol, Patrol Supreme Command. Um, double Commander, one being Cold Star, one being a Crisis. Uh, five, a five man and a four man Crisis bombs. Two Sun Sharks. Look again, at that. You and nailed it though. Like the Sun Sharks are here. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. They are here, man, and they're here to go in concert with Long Strike and another Hammerhead. So you've got two Sun Strikes and essentially two Hammerheads, one being Long Strike with two Crisis Bombs and two Commanders. Essentially, it's it's two, the two, oh, two of all the good stuff. Um, so we might be just calling this list just Tau Good Stuff, you know, come Monday. Um, last we have Sisters of Bloody Rose, Sisters of, of yeah Battle. Um, it's literally all the same. It's two by ten retributors and a castigator are the only differentiators between this and every other bloody rose list, um, which has become the American flavor, by the way. The the two big blocks of retributors has really been like the American adoption, the American version of that list, which I think is quite interesting. But here we are, boys. That's the eight pack. Hand pass to Dustin first for the hot takes. I always love this list too. That custodes is good for the instead of doing the double knights, having one custodes is fine because they don't have as, ba- as many like ridiculously bad matchups, but they still have the same good matchups that a lot of the knight lists would. So mm. it's a good replacement for having the two different knight lists. It's not as much of a bully because you don't have the two of them, but I think it's a perfect addition to that. Obviously, Blood Angels, everything in here, and I know who's piloting the Admech, so it's going to be like, that's the only one that people would look at and say, oh, they took Admech. Well, that's that's risky. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paul? Oh, no, I completely agree with, with that. And there's actually, I want to, there's been a lot of support for the Walkrent in the chat. So, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's such a stupid name. <laughs> they're kicking your butts. They're back. They're all backing me. Up. Oh, God. <laughs> that is such a Dude, You know we support. Look, if you want to call it, <sighs> it it's cool. I'm just saying it. It's just y'all to do it. <laughs> do we call every single infantry in the game a walk of whatever it is, like walk vengers <laughs> and walk walk scorpion? Like, die, oh God! Well, so, so it'd be the demon prince is the only comparison, yeah. A walk, a fly a prince, prince and a walk, a walk, walk prince. prince, a walk prince and a fly prince. Oh, fine. Yeah. You guys call walk, a walk, walk prince. I'm calling, I'm calling walk princes from now on. Every time yeah. I see a demon prince without wings, it's a walk prince from now on. That's walk it. prince. It's not a demon it's prince not, that way. It's not a demon it's prince without way. It's, it's just a walk yeah. prince. That's um, it. But as for the differentiators for this between the English list, of course, you know, no double, no double knights have gone for a single custodies instead. A little bit different on the blood angels, you know, like five hundred points difference between there, but you know, mostly the same. The addition of the admech has been a really interesting one to qual- to quantify. It's more. It's pretty much been admech if you had the the player because admech is. It's, it's a really order of mm-hmm. operations, really action-intensive army. Yeah, like when to you, use the the, the mechanical yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah, proceeding. I think that's the same as like most of the like the orc list, the GSC list. Like you need like they're good armies, but you have to have a dedicated player to play. Yeah, exactly right. You have to have the player. But I've just, I've noticed that if you have the player, every everyone's taken them if they have the player. Sweden being another great example. Um, they've t- they've taken a, a pretty similar list to this one, and um, yeah, it, it's going to do great. It, like if uh, it, in my team, I was just like, have we got an Admech player? Because like, if we do, we should take it. Because they're, they're that good if you've got a faction specialist. Because guess what? Everyone has still forgotten. They've they've still <laughs> forgotten that how the absolute freaking brutality they can set upon you. It's, it's quite Shriders ridiculous. Iron Shriders get the core back. Oh, dude. It's, it's terrifying. You talk mm-hmm. up there. It's actually, what's crazy is... It's actually quite similar to the tower lists. There's actually a good similarity between them and the tower lists. You talk about what the what multiple hammerheads um, and crisis suits bring to the bring to the army. Well, you know, Ranger blocks and and Ballistari is like a is like at the other side of that coin. They do sim- very similar things: oppressive firepower from range um, and on a, a multitude of different good profiles. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised to see double flyer in the admech builds as well because I think their flyers are still fine. But you know, why not take more Ballistari, right? <laughs> you know, where we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to take the points from. Um, but yeah, this is another. Okay. Thing. Phenomenally good. Phenomenally good. Team. Let's let's jump to Poland, and then after Poland, uh, we'll we'll run down just the the nations that we know are battling each other in round one, and then 
at the end of all this, if, if you're if you're just joining us, we have a palate cleanser we call the Flago Rapido. You're not going to want to miss it. I think let's let's take a quick break here for uh, station identification, and then we'll come back talk about Poland, and then that cool thing at the end. The cool. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom made one at a time. Printed with high quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real world setting, there's a great looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. There was the handshake. You'd love to see it. Let's look. Let's talk about Poland, another heavy hitter contender here at this so, event. So, of course, you know, with a, a large amount of our play, a listener base being from the USA, I had to do the USA team. I had to do the current, the most recent champions in England. And then I had to do the most successful international team of all time. Team Poland has got more podiums, more first place finishes than most other nations put together. And so we're here to tell you. It's a very good indication about what Europe uh, thinks is good. And the, like, so if, Poland is a nation dedicated, so dedicated to their national team. It's it's a phenomenal site. So mm -hmm. they're like essentially, if they had like an internal ITC season, like um, if their their tournament season is designed to show them who to take to this, to to mm -hmm. the, the entire purpose of their season is to qualify. Is there a bloody rose team? Yeah, damn straight. Well, there's 20 bloody rose lists, mate. So of course there's. Um, I'm just, just uh, checking there is. Just check. Well, um, just want to make sure you're. I thought it was good. <laughs> What did, I, what did I write for this one? Uh, I, I wrote some funny stuff on, the, on this one. So uh, Harlequins is up first. They've got a light battalion and patrol, and it's oops, all troop in boats. There's literally eight units of five troop in eight boats. I, I like that. I actually do like that. I like this. You, know, you can look at it. It's very consistent. You have mm. you have tools. You know what your tools can do. And you've actually reduced your, your brain power. That you, What is it? Your thinking meat that you've got to yeah. use. It's it's there for a very specific purpose, and there's no hiding or pretending it's there for anything else. Like it's there to just grab a bunch of points and do some chip damage where it needs to. It's it's going to be extremely good at it. Um, Fatigue is something we'll talk we talk about when we'll talk about team turns in general. But if you can hmm. you can you know your failure points, your decision points, reduce them along the way, make them easier for yourself, then your team has a much better chance of success because Dude, you well, have much. Well, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, mate. And the, the format has changed a little bit for this first WTC. Um, it's seven rounds, so it's three days, seven seven rounds. Everyone plays seven rounds. And um, it's three games day one, four-hour rounds apiece because, of course, they're, they're putting in the, the pairings process and then a bit of extra time in addition because 
can be a very cagey game. And so tomorrow, well, today for me, when I when, when this finishes, I'm going to have three, four-hour rounds of 40K. I'm going to be starting at 8.30 in the morning. I'm going to finish at 10.30 at night. So you're damn you're straight right. fatigue is a thing, man. Um, yeah. Imperial Knights is the next of the eight-pack here. They're playing Noble Combatants as the custom household, um, but they've also got a super heavy auxiliary because you can take one that counts as... Um, <clears throat> as um, agents of the Imperium, so it doesn't break it. And that, that one is um, Hunters of Beasts. That's the one there to kill monsters and vehicles. I think this is very cleverly put together. I actually didn't even know that was a thing. That is clever. Mm -hmm. That is very, very clever. Very, clever. Um, so they've they've put it, their own little super heavy auxiliary in there into their Knights list. So they have a, they have an Errant, um, two by three Warglaives, two Moirax, three Halverins. And those three Halverins are the Hunters of Beasts. They're going to lay the Smackdown. What you meant to say is, is two Warglaives, Two walkery hacks. Oh my god, Paul! Three walkery walk oh, God. You know All what? Right. If we're calling a walk rate, I'm down. Everything that's on foot is just a walk it, whatever now. That's, let's, go. let's go. You guys you guys wanted this. This is what it is oh, now. Let me, let me give us the next one. This is the Depth of Story Toss, the Bloody Rose. You know, there's a lot of retributors in here, a little bit more. Yeah, I'm having a prophetic vision is what I've written down here. It's Vile, three units of Zephs and Repentia. But wait, three units of five Repentia, uh, Retributors and Celestine. So it's a great tag. list. There's no, there's no slide factory. on them for taking it, by the way. You're taking this no, it's points. Not. It's not. Great list. It does well in yeah. singles. It's going to do well in the teams. No, no issues there. But they really are... I really think of all the lists in the game right now, the fact that we're ta well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Mickey only only out of the sisters just shows that of all the lists in the meta, they're like the most, air quotes, solved faction. Like, yeah, that's what we're yeah. going to say. they got Renegade Knights, House Herpetrax, um, two Super Heavy Detachments, um, three Stalkers, so four Stalkers, one, two, one, one Huntsman, one, one, two Carnivores, um, a single Huntsman... And then two executioners. I think that other huntsman might be a typo. Um, oh, so that's just yeah. a bunch of the um, just a bunch just the war dogs. No, no bigs, nice. all smalls, man. All smalls. Yeah, that, that is yeah. one way of doing it. Yeah, let's yep. see how that let's see how that works out. Yep. Uh, then he's got uh, they've got Tyranids, Leviathan, a Battalion. This is oops, all warriors. Like not even a flyerant. They do not even have a flyerant. It is just well, four units of it's just four <laughs> units of nine warriors and support. That's it. That's the list. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is it is very interesting. We'll unpack it in a minute. Um, Necrons list are kind of, of course expansions and conquerors again. Outright and supreme command. So for one of the one of the few uh, double detachment Necron lists, rather than a lot of time they take a triple. Um, three three five tomb blades, two units of Scorpex, nine Praetorians, which I found is is the, the spicy differentiator there. Um, two to three scarabs, two to seven destroyers. That being the max size unit, you know, six locusts with the heavy destroyer, and then of course uh, the silent king. But it's actually a little bit off the beaten path with that that list as well. And then we've got Drakari, um, which is Artist of Flesh, Cursed, Cursed Blades, which I can't even remember what they do. Triple What's Patrol. old is new again. I know, man. Um, three units of Grotesques, 10 Hellions, two units of 10 Corsair Void Reavers. So that is the uh, Corsair um, Elite's choice, I believe. It might be a troop's choice. Um, but yeah, two units of 10 of them. And then it's just got MSG racks and some, and some transports. I, I um, wonder little... if the Hellions are there because they know everyone else is taking these Sun Sharks. Yes, it needs. That's exactly right. They need. If he didn't have them, they couldn't interact with the, with any planes. Like planes will just be make that matchup automatically bad. Um, so yep. it's actually actually is quite clever. He's chucked him in right. Um, good read on the meta. And then we've got a Tau Tau set patrol and supreme command, a single a crisis commander, two hammerheads plus long strike. So three total hammerheads, two sun sharks once again, yeah, and a, a single unit of five crisis suits. And that's the eight pack uh, from the Polish team. Yeah, I mean, I like how you said that this is a team that knows what they're doing. You distilled mm -hmm. down 
uh, focused on this event, and you can tell there's some choices that they made because you know different, a little bit different than the first two lists that we we read out or yeah, the first two teams we read out. Like a perfect word there is focused. You can it really mm-hmm. almost ha- you can almost write next to them what their role in the pairings process is. They're so single-minded in in their purpose it's like the renegade knights and the harlequins um and the, the tyranids being the ones that slap me in the face um like oops all warriors what do you think of that dustin i think it's uh, like you said it's exactly outlining exactly what it's there for because the flyer is amazing it kills stuff but this list is not here to kill stuff it's here to get points you know what gets points warriors lots and lots of warriors so like it, that's what it's here for. <laughs> that would be a it's, po- it's, like just a, oppressive to look at on the other side of the table. Yeah. What I'm gonna I'm gonna do my whole round and probably kill three warriors or something. You know, yes, just, probably. Yes. Oh, and you play if you on even see you, you, exactly. You play on one of the heavy tables. Like my god, like mm-hmm. he, he does, it and like he just plays cagey for two or three turns, and then turn three, four into nine warriors start coming at you. And you're like, well, I'm out of time to kill any of this. Like yep. it, yeah. it's actually insane. Um, and you know, it, it's 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 like I said, it's the other side of the coin to the Harlequins list. The Harlequins list is just eight boats just going to speed and buzz around every time you pop one. Five guys get out that could just uh, they could you know spend a bunch of CP and punch you in the face or just run away and hold some objectives. It's really kind of cool. And then the last one I want to point out was the, how focused and specific that Renegade Knights build is. It's all smalls. I do not think it's actually a typo. I think it's the it's the other the other attachment has the single huntsman and the two executions in it. And the fact that he's gone for a lot of really small squads to not th- th- that makes me think that this is a list set up for heavy table pick to, to be picked on heavy tables. He's got all the small selections, no no big no no big units that are gonna because they all have to be deployed together. If you take three, if they take, take three armigers, they all have to be deployed together, and then they they act separately after deployment. Where if you take all the small squads, they can be really spread out, really sprinkled around. They don't get in each other's way anywhere as near. Like, oh, you have three armigers that get deployed because, especially in the deployment phase, you get three armigers that go down the table, and like, well, I know exactly where all three of those can go on these tables in, yep. in the first two turns. It's very plottable. And be like, well, I just I just stay away. Yeah, you got, that's the thing. Like, got, it helps it helps you like out, not get out deployed every game. Yes, exactly right. Exactly, that's spot on, boys. Um, I, I think this is a beautiful example of a well-tuned, well-oiled machine, Polish machine in action. I love it. So let's uh, talk about. So I guess the round one, people know what who they're playing it paired up against in round one, which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. I actually like knowing that too, uh, because you can you know do a little bit of plotting and planning and all the like it makes the night before really exciting. Uh, so let's let's give a little, I guess, a little teaser at that. Yes. Before we get to the Fuego Rapido. So you went here for. So we added this one in, and I think there's something. We'll see how this goes, but we might do this for when we're doing the coverage of a single event, like an LVO level event. I love LGT these. Level I love these events. Yeah, and we have the spicy round one matchups. Um, we we like to unpack them and talk about it. This might be the third section we put in when we're covering a single event. Um, this first round matchup, and I'm doing a little fan service here. It is Scotland versus Spain. Um, Scotland are feeling a lot of a lot of brand new players. I think they have uh, three or four of their eight uh, players are seasoned veterans, and then four are brand new. You know, a lot of people, a lot of uh, countries discovered new players over COVID. You know, lost some lost some players to you know babies, kids, promotions, demotions, whatever. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and a lot of so they went out and they crafted and they found new players over. You know, TTS uncovered a bunch of them as well. Um, and so instead of what we did in the previous one, I'm literally just I've just given one one word synopsis of the list there. So Team Scotland, they eight pack looks as thus um they have the agrippina list essentially it's exactly the same big blocks with counter assault and balistari they have tyrannids levite it's just a levite and good stuff build 
Renegade Knights, House Herpetrax with one big knight. It's a popular choice of what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Very popular. One big knight, ten small knights, Blood Angels, exactly what you'd expect, plus the big centurion list that our man Stephen Boxfield at BAO has been added into that one to make it. And look, no shame in, in, like, you see somebody uses some tech, it was successful, save some time, use that tech. That's part of the reason we do this kind of thing. Exactly like, right, man. List, mm-hmm. list teching, list sharing, completely cool. Um, I mean, so if the singles happened, the singles of the WTC just happened yesterday. My man Liam Hackett won, and Aussie won it. Aussie, 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 by the way. Mm, it's really freaking good. Good feeling. Um, he played against Jaime Paris on uh, for the final table. And Jaime up there on the podium just said, um, I'd like to thank David Gaylard for, I, I used his list, I tweaked like 100 points. And so he played that in the singles. Yeah. Do it, saves time. This, this is a time-intensive yeah. game. Like, mm-hmm. I, like if, it, if, it, if it, not that we, this is what this segment's about, but we encourage you, like, if you see a list you like, you know, Man, if if if, if, it, if if it ain't broke, you don't need to mess with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, then he's got they've got Asuriani, Hail of Doom, literally nothing unexpected in this list. Imperial Knights, they've got a Tyrannus build of two bigs and seven smalls. Um, then we have Sisters of Battle, Bloody Rose. It's exactly what you'd expect. It's enough said. And uh, Drakari, which is extra MSU. I think if I remember right, this is five or six Venoms in this uh, make up most of this build. I, get, so I don't is, mind that. Talking about it's, consistency, you know, exactly it is just going to. They have a small profile. You can do mm-hmm. things with it, no problems. What's the next well, team? Um, and then they're versing Spain. Spain is once again they got Sisters of Battle as well. It, they're, but their their Sisters of Battle list is the own is the spiciest one of the entire event. They've taken a super heavy auxiliary of three three blade Helverins with the hunters of uh, hunters of beasts instead of retributors. Um, I think that's a really really interesting pick. Um, so they didn't. They specifically couldn't take. They can't take any other imperial knights. If you take the renegade, if they take the knights in any other list, you can't take them. So instead, taking knights as their own army, they think they add more to the sisters of battle list. That's um, interesting. We've seen I, that a little mm, bit in chaos too. Like uh, you know, yeah. Nurgle will, will throw a knight in or, or two or so. Mm. Interesting, so, yeah. interesting cho- choice. Very, yeah, very spicy. Their renegade knights list is House Vectrix, uh, Vectrix, uh, which is two bigs and seven smalls. Their Assyrian Asur- list is Children of Prophecy and Vengeful, which I think is um, a very heavy. It makes it more of a, an MSU melee build. Um, they're very psychic, heavy, very heavy MSU. I think it's three units of Banshee's Tunes of Scorpions, um, and I think like three or four freaking psychers. Um, mm. they, they've got Tyranids, which is a Kraken build, which um, it has got many Raveners and two Harpies. I think that's 15. Three and five. Um, Solid choice. Um, the first T Suns build we've actually talked about. They've got um, Cult of Duplicity with Scarab Cults and just the rest. It's a pretty standard there. Um, a Sestia Sept Tau build, guys. And this is Oops All Crisis Suits. This guy just didn't get the memo and still took three and five. <laughs> three and five Crisis Suits. Turns out if you lean all the way in, you can still get it. And I actually think it's it's freaking scary. Um, Grey Knights got a Rapiers uh, Grey Knights army, which is 30 Interceptors, and I think it's three Dread Knights, like two regulars and one Grandmaster. Nice. Uh, but then a Necrons, Expansions of Conquerors, a, a Silent King, obviously, and Double Catan. And that, that makes up that, that archetype. So yeah, those are those two versus each other. Uh, any of those, anything stand out that you think is going to give one team an edge over the other? Any pins that you that are uh, applicable or, or jump out to you? What are your hot takes? Yeah, Dustin, what do you think? I'm looking at the. I've been looking at the whole time, thinking about this while you've been talking, because I wanted to see if I could give any kind of hot takes here. And I think both of these teams are solid. Obviously, they both have a really good list out there. And I think if I had to, think the, what are the main differences? Drukari on Scotland as well as uh, Admech, yep. and then yep. instead of that, they have the Grey Knights T-Suns, and Grey Knights. Yeah. Let's yeah. call so, the push. What's going out first on these lists? 
Oh, you want to go for... Ooh, that's... Call the push. Mm. The, have they both got double knights? Mm. No, sing, it's single knights for the... Um, oh, oh, because so, of course they don't. Single sisters knights with little knights. Yeah, sisters yeah, yeah. So, so you're like, well, Spain's definitely not putting out those knights first then. Nah, nah, There's no, no way. way. No, that's, being, that's, that's being held. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the um, the Agrippina list goes out first for Scotland um, as a good defender because they take a good table pick and then they're pretty good no matter what happens. Also, Sisters is always a good put up because they've got very level um, uh, scoring and very few teams have a pin that they can use against them that doesn't like get exposed for lacking or can get them twenty down the, down the track. I mean, there's a double Catan list for the Necrons, which does make them quite good into the Sisters, but then you're possibly wasting your Necrons into the Sisters when they could go and get a far easier win elsewhere. Um, it's actually really not apparent. It's not actually slapping me in the face what's going up first. It might be it, it is the Renegade Knights. The I was going to say, so I was about to say the Imperial Knights because it's Tyrannus. Tyrannus is the, sh when I say Tyrannus, I think shooting Knights. And if they're shooting Knights, they need table pick. They can't end up on a dense table. So it might mm -hmm. just be, well, you're right, Paul. It's almost certainly one of the Knight builds. Um, yeah. So what's going up first for the, Sp for the Spanish, you think? Thousand Suns. Uh, obviously, oh, right? It's, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, think, I think it's pretty obvious. You don't think the sense. Thousand Suns need a little bit of help to, to maybe... I think the Thousand Suns can take take away a heavy when, table. When, they, when, they, when they've got the table pick, I think Thousand Suns can yeah. go up just about anywhere and get a decent yeah, amount of points. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, if they were forced to play on a light table, absolutely, they could get exposed. Um, surprisingly, the Grey Knights isn't a bad put-up when they get table pick, because they can always default to a heavy table uh -huh. and just have six units of interceptors to, to play the game with. <clears throat> I feel um, like the Grey Knights actually have a little bit easier time if it is more open, which is hard. It's, it's weird to say because Thousand Suns are technically a bit more durable, but I think mm. the Grey Knights can reliably hide most of their stuff a little bit easier, and they have better mobility than the Thousand Suns do, so exactly it doesn't right. matter yeah. as much. Um, really interesting one I didn't point out before. The Spanish Asuriani list, the um, the essentially merely, uh, what I, I call the merely trading version of... Um, Asuriani, is a really interesting choice, uh, and it, it's kind of pretty tit for tat with the Jukari, right? They're both merely, kind of merely trading esque builds. Which one? Are you talking about the Assyriani one? Yeah, the Assyriani, the Children of Prophecy and Vengeful. See, um, I, it is, but I feel like the Assyriani has the edge in that matchup because me the, too. the psychic it, makes it a lot psychic. better to purse those kind of things down. The Correct. psychic, just, it's, it's another phase they get to play that the Jukari don't have access mm -hmm. to. Spot on. Um, and then the other one that might just want the table pick would be the Sasia Tau Sep, the 15, the 15 Crisis. Wow. <laughs> it's just like, ah, uh, cool. That I, one's I actually the, scary. <laughs> that's, dude, it's a gut check list. It's going to be is. like, ooh, do you, have the right, ex, do you have the exact perfect profiles to crack three of these bombs oh you don't mm -hmm. well, struggle straight let's see how you go brother um, so who, who, we, 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 we can actually do this now between these two teams who do you think has the edge who do you think is going to come out on top of this on so spain is touted as being so we, we they when a lot of the teams will congregate and they'll talk about who's a top five team who's a top 10 team this this year and year by year it'll change depending on you know how how strong how, how good their last 12 months were you know etc who's in attendance who didn't come this year etc it's pretty accepted that spain should win this round on on the strength of their their team and experience and and, and I think um, of the last 12 months, the, Sp the, the Scottish last 12 months has been a little bit more disrupted than the Spanish. Um, and, uh, the, and, the, and sometimes you do have to just quantify it down to literally how many players each team has to pick from. Like, the, I think the, the population density of these two nations are very different. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm thinking Spain is going to win this. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, teams, right? when, I, when I look at it, I want to make sure I look at it just from a list perspective alone because I... 
Well, well, we're not looking at the players here either. So yeah. if I look at it, list alone, I do think the Spain lists have a bit of an edge. In like those th that thousand, thousand sun list, the great nice list, and even the Assyrian list, I think actually pair very well into the the Scotland I think list. Yeah, exactly right. I think they pair quite well. But yeah. it'll be an amazing um, match. Scotland's a great team too. So it'll, it'll, sure. like, yeah, these are gonna be great games. Well, we're kind of the... we're running short on time, so we got to jump to the to the next set of teams and of course. And, and get through, uh, you know, at least briefly what their their factions represent. Mm, needs to get some sleep. Yes, uh, the next <laughs> the next matchup, next spicy matchup we have for you guys is Norway versus Germany. Now, this is probably the matchup of the this is the, probably the biggest matchup of round one, mm -hmm. apart from the Belgian versus Poland matchup that's also going to be happening. So, those are the two matchups to watch if you if you're at home tracking this on BCP, which you can do. And thanks to BCP for sponsoring that. Um, the Norway lists sit as thus: Thousand Suns, Call to Duplicity, Twenty Scarab, Terminators, and freaking Magnus. Ah, yeah. nice. Wowie, you know he's going to um, show up sooner or later. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It feels like half of them took Magnus. I don't think half of them did take Magnus, but there are quite a few that did. Um, they got a Leviathan, good stuff build from Tyranids, Sisters of Battle, good stuff. Um, it, it, pretty much as expected, but their list has Takaria Dracus in it for a little bit of fights last. Hmm. Um, they've got an Asiriani Hail of Doom build with no surprises. Um, Necrons with no surprises, double Katan, double, double Doom Scythe. But they also took 20 Warriors, one brick of 20 Warriors in there, which I thought was the interesting differentiator. Um, Renegade Knights, House Serpa Tracks, one big, ten small. A Tau Sept uh, list, two Crisis Bombs, Long Strike, two Hammerheads. That's literally what we have seen um, from everybody, pretty much. And then Blood Angels, good stuff, what you'd expect. So this is um, pretty same, same, but different to much of what we've seen. Yeah, um, that's okay. Solid teams. Uh, yeah, solid exactly list. Right. Gonna play well mm. in the field. I mean, if the field, even if the field's the same, it's just if you if you match it up, no, and know your army, you'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Um, they're playing into Germany, which uh, uh, touted as being quite a strong team this year. Um, I, saw, I I was watching practice games of the Germans playing against the Americans yesterday, and they were holding ten, uh, doing quite well. Um, they were you know trading wins back and forth on a couple of different tables. Um, they've got Necrons, um, expansions of Contras, uh, double Katan, double Doom Scythe, so literally the same as um, we, apart from a difference in twenty warriors, it's pretty much exactly the same as the Norway build. Um, um, that we just read out. Then he's got G they've got GSC, my dude, Dustin. Uh, oh, yeah. Industrial Affinity, Accustomed to Turmoil, Synaptic Resonance, and War Convoy. War Convoy, you know, because just to make it harder, my job harder, right? They're like, let's mess with Adam. Let's write in every word here. Um, <laughs> two max blocks of Neophytes, MSU Acolytes, and, and Hybrid Metamorphs, and three Rock Grinders make up uh, the majority of that build. I like all uh, these transports we're seeing. That is, as, mm -hmm. that is basically some insurance. Is like, can you get through my transports? Some armies can't. At least not yep. not in the earlier turns with the terrain. That's true. Density. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, next up, we got Death Guards. But the first Death Guard list we've written we've read out. Um, this is Ferryman, and I think this is the forty-five Plague Marine build with yeah, the. That's just all the fight last. Yeah. That's we got the fight last aura. You're gonna have to come into us, and you're not gonna like it. Exactly right, and and of course they're just getting a huge amount of value on those on all those free weapon plague marines. Um, Drakari with double void raven, six chronos, and two ravages. So actually a bit more of a daca build. It's very heavy on the dark technomancers, if I remember correctly. Um, Sisters of battle. It's literally the same as everybody else's Sisters of Battle. Yep. Halo Doom, literally the same as everyone else's Halo Doom. Yep. Um, Leviathan. It is oops or smites. This is a psychic Ooh, powerhouse I Leviathan like build. I like it. Min-maxing out the Neurothropes and the Zoanthropes. This is actually going to be a very unique issue for teams to try and negotiate because where you have, oh, cool, I'm going to go and churn in melee against a bunch of warriors, 
you're just going to get absolutely destroyed by smite upon smite upon smite. It's actually actually a really unique build. I like it. Um, and then last one, we have a Farsight Enclaves, triple hammerhead, double sunshark, double ghost keel build. The interesting thing, um, the ghost keels here, that's, yeah. the, that's the difference. And they're a little, they do a little work. I don't get the ghost keels, but fair. I mean, it's it's not going to be bad. I just don't understand. A lot of shots, goes, you yeah. put some drones on them. They actually can yeah. punch a little bit. Like, it's and, not... And they start up. Duty. They start up the board, so they're much more of an activator for all the far side builds because they get closer, more impactful. Yeah, if you actually listen to like the the Germany teams, I guess actually it's in German, so you guys might not listen to it. But anyway, if you listen to those and you can speak German, then you actually can hear like some of the thought process a lot because they like they like the forward deployment to be able to deny a lot of other forward deployments. It's, it's an important part of a lot of strategies. Correct. So if you can deny that for some things, like uh, it's a big deal. <laughs> mm. let, um, let's let's call the push here before we uh, get to the last bit of our show here. Uh, the, for this one, I think it's a, the Death Guard is the obvious up for this for the the, the German team, right? Yeah, they, there's just, no bad matchups for that. They just they just can't get blown out. No one's going to blow mm-hmm. them out of the water. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, that's the only one that slaps me in the face. The Tyranids even even might not want to be up first, up early, just in case your opponent has a Grey Knights list. Oh no, case. definitely not early. They're going to be a defender, mm-hmm. but not an early defender. They're going to be like a third yeah. defender, Se- second or third. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, what do we think Norway's got up first? They do have Magnus, and Magnus does make things wonky. Like the last thing, Blood Angels. Really? Yeah, yeah. They do have Tyranids. <laughs> I mean, they do have. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tyranids well, is always a safe, safe pick, but yeah, yeah. Well, I think at the list on the other side, I don't think that there's two lists that necessarily want to go into that. That's true. It's true. Off, against the Blood Angels, yeah. Like, yeah. What are, what would they do into that if you did? Um, you know, you can't put the Drakari in. They'll just eat it all. That you, mm, so they'll put you... one strong and one weak, or weak, weaker in comparison, weaker in the matchup. List out. Are you, so yeah. you think they'll 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 bust them? They'll be like, oh, he's you know, putting put somebody under the bus. Um, yeah, certainly, even, even certainly that, they'll pick the other side. But then the Lunge player could pick the strong one and suck that out of the pool. Well, you're actually right. There isn't an amazing pin for the the Blood Angels if they were to go up early. Um, what are they going to do? Offer you the offer you their sisters and then risk the sisters not getting a bigger win? Sisters aren't doing else. They're not going to that for sure. No, they're no There's way. No it's way. Too, too big <laughs> no a risk. Um, Necrons do okay. Necrons don't don't do too bad, but they, they they've got double Katan, double Doom Scythe, which isn't incredible into Blood Angels. It's much better into other stuff. Funny um, enough, you actually you might want to keep the Death Guard back against this and keep put the Death Guard yeah. against them because the I think guard, yeah. the Blood Angels don't want to fight the Death Guard. I think you put the Death Guard into what you actually want them to fight against them. Yeah, yeah, it could be right. Look, yeah. this this is going to be an exciting exciting tournament. You, you yeah, definitely should, if you can. Tune in, see what's happening, follow in BCP, check out the coverage uh, of, of the weekend. There's going to be some top-level Warhammer 40,000, going to be a lot of enthusiasm, people rooting for, for oh, things. Are we, all, are we all taking our default picks? Uh, Paul's going for the Americans, Dustin's going for the Canadians, I'm going for the Aussies? Yeah, well, I'm 100% well, rooting for the Americans in this. Well, uh, you're 100% incorrect, because the Aussies are going to win. Canada's <laughs> yeah, going to win something. Well, well, you know, to, there was two Aussies in the top four of the singles, right? Uh, there was zero that's, Americans. That's you know? strong. That's strong. What that happened? is strong. I mean, they didn't play. Hey, we did. We had the Canadian top six. <laughs> Sam, buddy. Dude, Sam did amazing. Right. Yeah, Blood Angel Blood player, no less. Blood Angel player, Paul. Yeah, did really, really, nice. really well. But well, once look, again, this, Aussie, we're about Aussie, to get Aussie. to the segment. No, no, and like, congratulations to the folks that did it in the singles. I mean, that's the you mm-hmm. go and you play a tournament before a tournament. Uh, absolutely mm-hmm. cool. So this is a segment of the show we call the Fuego Repeater. We give ourselves two minutes to run down a series of topics. These topics sometimes have a theme. 
Sometimes. Uh, sometimes they are Warhammer related. Sometimes they are not. Uh, this is, uh, uh, we, as I said, we give ourselves two minutes to give us the hottest takes on whatever the question is, whatever the topic is. And then once that two minutes are over, we stop, move on to the next topic, never to return. Only some Emphasizes it more and more every week. Yeah, only Production actually comes in yeah. and uh, reads these off and then we fire <clears throat> off some responses. Yeah, I wanted to say that French War Game is the streaming uh, team that's oh, of course. So yep. everyone nice. can go support those guys and watch uh, um, the French team. So I'll, I'll let you guys know about that. There wasn't going to be a stream. Um, and then uh, because there's just a lot of different compounding factors, which I'll unpack one day over a cup of tea with somebody if you really want to know. Um, but the French community came together and crowdfunded that stream. So everybody in that chat, when you go into that chat, thank the French community because without them, there would be no stream. So awesome. thank you very much for those gentlemen for putting it on. It makes Bravo. all the difference. Bravo. Anywho, uh, Paul, the, the theme of the, the, the Fuego today. I don't look, try to look at the questions, but yeah, this is yeah. this is a hard one. What is this? It's about. I'm not, even, I'm not even looking at them. I don't. I can't read this. The, this writing on my screen is too small, so, oh, sorry, sorry. I don't look at it. What no, is no, that's not, that's not you. I have it minimized. Like really. All right, I'm just. Gonna I have go. four things up. Everyone, everyone, like, jump it's in. It's like 4 a.m. where where Adam is. Let's just go. Okay. Uh, Send it. All right. What WTC team wins an eating competition? Which team? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. That, that's. I, I, that's got to be Germany, right? What? Yeah, yeah they do pretty well. I mean, <laughs> so, so I, I, I many uh, on, those guys? They're, in many, they're like fit. <laughs> in many past years, I would say like in England and America, but not these ones. Like the Americans this year, are pretty diminutive lads by comparison. No, to I don't mean. Years. No, look, look at competitive eaters. Like you got to have focus. It's not about. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know how much capacity? Yeah, it is about. It is about. The mind over matter, doing it. Oh, that's true. Germany, Germany, they could definitely do that. Okay, uh, that okay. was not a slight efficiency. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone chew twice. I was approaching this as <laughs> only a, twice. As a problem in solving it. Okay, problem solving uh, it. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, I'll, whatever team I'm on is what who's winning. See, the I, I mean, if it was a if it was a drinking competition, I'd back my Aussies. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Scots. I reckon the Scots could smash it. Did the Italians go this year? They are absolutely, yeah, absolutely the Italians. The Italians win that. Easy. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's okay. that's not a bad pick at all. All right, there we go. Salt. That's it. So, what will be the first Guinness World Record that is related to Warhammer? The eating competition, obviously. No. Nah. Oh, <laughs> most most <Salt>. consecutive <laughs> ones rolled on a charge. Oh damn. Oof. Yeah. Ooh. Nobody wants that title. Ooh. Yikes. Nobody wants it, but yet somebody has it. I mean, that um, would, if you want to go in terms of Warhammer related in the Guinness book, that would be like under the worst luck, like the, the world's worst luck. I was so. going to say, but it has to be like specific to Warhammer. And yeah. Do you know, so there is, so the, the t shirts this year, they're, they, they're starting to do meme t shirts of classic WTC, um, like, 
memes, things that have happened in the past. Do you guys remember the Crute Wall? The guy who scouted <laughs> oh, yeah, the Crute Wall? Of course. That's, that's being cartooned and put on a t-shirt. And that guy is at the event this year. I went up and shook really? his hand. I'm like, I, I fanboyed out for that guy. I woke up and shook his hand and said, sir, I just want to thank the man who made the meme and thank you for your contribution to our fine community. And I patted him on the back and walked off. And, uh, but the quickest competitive game ever because there are so many games that will last mm-hmm. five seconds, five minutes. That game didn't even start. Yep. Zero, but, negative 20 seconds. So maybe that's it. The quickest competitive, quickest quickest competitive, competitive table, game. Tabletop game, yeah. Uh, okay. that, that would be hard to beat. I think my shortest one ever has been like seven minutes. Yeah, I, I've been like, my turn one quickest, happened in the game Quickest over. competitive tabling. Yes, yes, because he was literally tabling. Because he literally tabled them. Army. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's it. We got it. Solved again. We are good at this. Jeez, man, you're killing it. All right. Uh, what country has the most Warhammer players per capita? It's USA. Per capita? It's England. It's straight up it's England. Yeah, I think it's England. Yeah. I actually spent quite a bit of time this weekend with uh, Zach Addington. He runs all the, the LGT. He's got the lead. Oh, sorry, shout out to the Leeds Super Major that's happening, of course, in Leeds this weekend. He literally flew there after having like a couple of drinks with the boys last night. Um, and uh, yeah, he was talking to me how like every, like every, even like backwater little towns have a freaking G-Dub brick and mortar. Like there are just... Mm-hmm. There's just little communities in every town there. And I'm like, I just think it has to be. Well, it's where it's like, from, right? Like, it's, it's, exactly. It's hard to not compete with where it's built yeah. and where it's just gorgeous. That's where it lives. So Say, say the line, Dustin. Why? I don't want to do it. Solved. It's supposed to say solved. Never mind. Solved. <laughs> solved. We're going to get that on a t-shirt. Just Walgris. <laughs> solved. That's that's what we're going to say whenever I can lock in one of my teams instead of nail it or something. Just solved. solved. Who's going to win? This guy. Solved. Uh, yeah. Uh, we didn't do the competitive one. Oh, we yeah, did. one, we one, did. yeah. Did me? Oh, uh, no, what didn't. country has the most competitive Warhammer players per capita? USA, <laughs> USA. I'm gonna. Oh, I could almost say Australia, though, because we have so few people in the country. I could almost say Australia. Oh, um, yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, what's yeah? But I'm sure competitive th- though. I know it's quite good. as in atten- I'd say anybody who attends like. Some in the region of either three, more than three or more than five events a year, I'd say are competitive. Well, um, what about? I, I would actually go closer to like Poland if all of their events are based around making their team. Ooh, that's true. That's a good call, actually. That's a really good call. Like per capita, that's what I would go with. Yeah, no, that's actually a good one. Yeah, one of the heartland European nations would absolutely would yeah. absolutely be it. Like they're, I've, super, I've, they're ultra focused. They, they they know what they're doing with them. I, I'm set up for. I'll say it again. I played them at WTC when I last went, and they're freaking solid team. One of the best mm. competitive games I've ever played. So like they 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 are hardcore and they are good. So it makes sense to me. So Paul solved. Lifting. <laughs> Paul's listening after he said America, so okay, we're moving. Yeah, he's like, I, yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about this still. The problem is, Paul, there's just too many people in your country. Yeah. That's it. That's true. Okay. That, that, that is actually the problem with that. <laughs> Most dangerous place in the world to play Warhammer. Ooh. Oh, wherever that eating competition is happening. <laughs> Inside of a volcano. Uh, I don't know. Middle of the Atlantic, uh, yeah, on an oil rig or something, probably. Uh, ironically, like, they're the actually playing Warhammer in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. That's pretty hilarious. Like, if you're talking about legit places that, that are actually being used to play, probably the cruise. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the way the tournament's sick. actually being held. I'm not yeah. saying it's dangerous, but we're talking about if it's something that's actually being played, the most dangerous? Yeah. Like, 
middle of the, the ocean boat? is pretty dangerous. I mean, it's, it's, being in the middle of the ocean, yeah. Until we start playing games in submarines and in aircraft, I suppose it, by default it's cruise, it, like it's on a cruise, right? When you start like hitting waves, like models start going up and shit. Like, <laughs> 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 models yeah. flying everywhere. That'd be uh, that'd be actually a lot of fun. It would. Is it solved? Did we solve it again? Oh, I think, uh, oh, yeah. Unless we're talking about like, an actual dangerous place that you wouldn't in good conscience play on, like like I said, inside a volcano or something stupid. Uh, like I, that. I will yeah. say that yeah. you know, you know, do, doing shows and stuff, you hear a lot from the military folks that are that are you know out there and like you know, yeah, we're playing wherever yeah. we that's are, true. you know, and so mm. you know, much respect for folks out there doing it, playing with bottle caps and that kind of stuff, like yeah, on fl floor hammer. Yeah. yeah, like game game if you can. I appreciate people doing mm -hmm. it. So you know, anybody is out there in a place props doing it, that. and you can't do it. Mad props. Mad props. So probably not solved, but we're gonna solve. Okay, does your forty k team have a tradition or secret handshake? And what are they? I'm gonna add. Well, it's a secret, man. No, well, well, we can't <laughs> tell you what the secret is. It's a way, what happens in Fuego stays in Fuego. So I think you're. I know it doesn't. It stays on the internet forever. Or every team tournament, I do that speech from any given Sunday. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was about to say that the Americans do the Independence Day speech. Oh, oh my God. That'd be good. That'd Somebody, be if somebody's got to do that, it's got to be Naden too. Yeah, Naden. Um, the Aussies have a bunch most of them involve getting absolutely blotto drunk in the previous in the preceding days um but uh, before every round they'll we'll huddle up in together and we'll do a chant we'll do like an aussie 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 and then we'll scream out something obnoxious um lately it's been well bde <laughs> um and you can you know if you know what that means you, you'll know what that means and so they'll go aussie 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 and then we'll just be like we'll just it's just to be obnoxious it's just to be obnoxious and silly and uh we love it that's cool makes sense that makes sense what does team canada do dustin <clears throat> well we always have a chant before every every round say sorry a lot well that that's actually what i was gonna say <laughs> we, we, cause the last time we went there we did win favorite opponent so we went up on stage and it was funny because well a lot of us didn't realize we actually got called up for it so a bunch of us were late getting up on stage so we were actually up there saying sorry 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 all right <laughs> We say that a lot, and we didn't realize it, but apparently we do. <laughs> Sorry. Champions. Solved? That's our show this week. Solved. Yeah. The show solved. solved it. Yeah, I, I do. Appreciate everyone tuning in live. Appreciate everybody listening after the fact. Do not forget to like, share, subscribe. Please leave us five-star reviews. That is one of the ways. If you leave comments, you, you hit the like, you hit the buttons and stuff. That is one way that kind of tells the algorithms that... Um, other people may find us. So we really appreciate that. And something you could do is no hassle, hopefully very little hassle to y'all. We appreciate you tuning in. If you made it this far, you know, hope you enjoyed the Fuego. Something we do each and every week is a little bit of a palate cleanser. It's fun for us. Hopefully fun for y'all. If you have any, any questions or topics you think would be great for that segment, send them in, leave them in the chat. Be awesome. Other than that, we will see y'all next week. This has been a blast. I'm happy to be back, be back next week, covering more tournaments. Know where the meta is. This is the place to be. Thanks, everybody. Good gentlemen. luck to everybody at the WTC. Look forward to all the games, guys. Good luck. Go Canada. Adios. Good night, everybody. Adios.